today's message is fight off what comes naturally. Some of you are already going to sleep. Fight it off right now. <laughs> Coming naturally. Some of y'all need to stand to your feet just make God so you can wake up. The church is just at that right temperature where we nod God. So let's all stand and say Jesus. Go ahead and stand. Stretch your arms. Amen. All right. Yeah, I learned. Watch y'all. And when you sleep before I start, it doesn't encourage me to finish on time. I just keep going to see how long I can preach before you wake up. Took hers and started using it. And then I happened to come to church the next day. 
naturally. But when it comes to the things of God, it is natural for us to choose things that will lead us further away from God. The human heart, left by itself, is not going to choose the things of God. I hear Christian parents often say, well, I'm not going to try to help my child to decide for God. I'm going to let them choose for themselves. Well, if you know there is a natural desire against God, aren't you kind of setting them up for failure? The scriptures doesn't say, let the child go where they naturally will go. The scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go because it's natural not to go toward God. I guarantee you, if all of our kids got cell phones, it is more natural for them to put apps on our phones, their phones, that we don't want them to have, than it will be for them to choose apps that can lead them to God. I was surprised when I asked one time in my, my, my teen class, I said, how many of y'all got the Bible app on your phone? The Bible app? <laughs> but they had some of everything else under the sun. It's natural. Now, our human heart will try to lead us to be a decent human being, but they're not going to lead us into a deeper relationship with God. You see, it was natural for Jesus to say, Father, take this cup from me. Yes, yes. It was unnatural for him to say, but not my will, yours be done. You know, one of the most amazing things I find about God is that God loves me. And what I find so amazing about it is the scripture says Jesus did not trust himself to any man because he knew what is in the human heart. And I'm like, God, how can you know what's in my heart and still love me? Is anybody as shocked as I am? That God actually loves you. Knowing you. Our natural tendency is always going to be to choose the things of the world over the things of God. You know, when it comes to the commandments of loving God, the scripture says, Thou shalt. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. When it comes to loving God, it's always something we have to start. Because it's not going to come natural. Our selfish tendencies is always going to come 
from the world. It's natural for us to love the things of the world and to love the world. That's why we are called to walk by the Spirit. If someone were to ask you, where are you bent toward disobeying God, would you be able to tell them? Because all of us have a natural bent toward certain things in the world. Some things we don't have a problem with at all. But there are some things you put it in front of us and it's a, it's a battle. If they ask you which part of the world are you tempted to love, could you identify it and admit it? It's always something from the world that keeps us from being a better us in 40 days. How many of you have already discovered still got a long, long way to go? We've got to get a better you in, in 40 days. Any of us need to work a little bit overtime to make up for the lost time? Yeah. You know, most people really do not have a problem with God as long as they are able to create God in their own image. And every generation wants to recreate God in their own image. Despite the Word of God telling us that Jesus is the same when, yesterday, yesterday today, and forever. Whenever there is a good leader in the Bible that leads God's people back to God, there's always, for the most part, a sad verse near that person's death. And it goes like this, it usually says, And the people worship God wholeheartedly for the rest of the days of whoever the leader is, and the elders that survived them. But afterwards, the people turned away to survive. It's like we'll stick with God for just long enough for the people who know better, who know better to die off. And then we go back to idol worship. Walking with God is always going to be an act of faith. Some of us believe, you know, if God would do such and such in my life, I would never doubt God again. I would never disobey God again. I would never. That's not true. God can do everything you want God to do for you, and in six months, something will happen, and you'll doubt God all over again. Think about the children of Israel and all the miracles they saw. All the miraculous food coming from heaven. They even got to hear God's voice. Now, you all heard Mary read those Ten Commandments? They got to hear it not from Mary. They got to hear it from God. And when they 
with his people. So he told the people, he said, okay, everybody, we're going to gather around Mount Sinai, and God is going to show his glory to us upon the mountain, and we are going to allow God to change us. When the people heard of this, they told Moses, everything God says, we will do it. So Moses says, now, I know some of y'all have been living right, so we got to take three days to consecrate ourselves before going to the mountain. So three days, they, everybody get washed, get cleansed and everything, and the whole community shows up at the mountain. And here is Mount Sinai. And then you see the sky start swirling around. You see it getting black and black and black and blacker. And this dark cloud descends on Mount Sinai. And not only does it descend, you hear thunder like you ain't never heard it before. You hear lightning all over this mountain. And then you hear this voice coming out of this mountain. And uh, you, you about as scared as you want to be. And so you tell Moses, Moses, you go up the mountain and talk to God. We will wait here until you come back. And so Moses starts up. People are like, thank God I didn't have to go up with all of that. And, and so people are all excited because they know that uh, Moses has gone to talk to God. Just one problem. Moses held service longer than they thought they should hold service. So, this service has been going on now for 10 days. When they first saw the mountain, it was pretty scary. But you know, if you stick around something awesome long enough, it doesn't seem quite as awesome as it did at first. And so, after about 10 days, some of the people said, you know, I need to go home and do my laundry. I just can't keep fooling around up here with this. And so, they are gone. And then by the end of 25 days, somebody, I haven't missed my TV show long enough. I gotta get back to the TV. And so then, after about 30 days, um, the crowd is dwindling away. And 
is called to be a chosen people, set apart from God. The Apostle Paul or Peter tells us that people ought to act, ought to consider y'all strange. Because you don't want to go along with everything that everybody else is going along with. You don't need a wild living that everybody else is doing. Because you know, one day you're going to have to give an account to the one who was ready to judge the living and the dead. Everybody who comes through the doors of our church should be treated in a welcoming manner. Oh, no. 
pressure on us to offer Jesus at a discount. Here's Aaron. He's got to count the cost. All right. Aaron doesn't know if Moses is coming back down off that mountain or not. Aaron is thinking, okay, Moses is gone. People want me to be the new leader. All I gotta do to be the new leader is to build this golden calf. If I don't do it, I'm not gonna have a job. If I don't have a job, I'm gonna pay my bills. And uh, if I don't do it, somebody else is gonna do it. And they not offer me a vice president position. I, I better take this thing while I can. He counts the cost. And he says, all y'all that's got gold and silver, bring it here to me. All the people go and get their gold and their silver, and they're going to bring it to Aaron. Where did they get this gold and silver from? They got it from Egypt. Do we hear? 
to set up and worship this golden cow. These people think they are in total control. What's going on with Moses? Moses is up there on the mountain, just as happy as he can be. He thinks he's coming down with 40 days to a better way of living. <laughs> What's going on with God? God is seeing exactly what is happening. And God says to Moses, Moses, these people have utterly corrupted themselves. Thank <laughs> you. 
when in reality we've done the same thing as the Israelites done. We have created an idol and worshiped it instead of worshiping the true God. God forgive us. God cleanse us. God help us all to see where pride